pink whale, and that's Garage. <laughs> Well, hello gang, it's the Faye driver. So, uh, once again, we're driving the Tesla today. This is now probably the fourth time I've driven the car, and I know in the, our first drive episode, I seemed, it seemed as though I wasn't very enthused about this car. But I've now had the opportunity to get to know it a little better, sort of uh, have a better understanding of how to use the giant laptop in the middle of the dash here um, and just have been able to actually drive the car properly um, and I must uh, so my opinion is changing I uh, the car is starting to grow on me I'm starting to appreciate the car a little more um, so uh, having sort of battled with the screen and all the menu options and, and things, currently I'm battling with the uh, the uh, system here called Sentry and Dashcam. And the what the deal is here, I'm going to honk my horn. Um, the Dashcam puts uh, puts the recordings from the cameras onto a, a USB drive. Oh, it says it's saving it. Car must be in park to view. So it, I just honk the horn, which is a trigger to have the system uh, record the last 10 minutes of footage. So if you're in an accident, you know, if, it, if, if, if the car senses you're in an accident, it will trigger the dash cam and it's constantly recording a 10 minute loop of all of the cameras that are on the car. So that's kind of a pretty cool function except I've been having trouble with my USB drive it keeps wanting me to format the drive and I whenever I go to look at the footage it says there is no footage because there's no drive so that's a, that's one challenge and the sentry function is um, uh, when the car is parked it will monitor everything around the vehicle and if it senses somebody getting near your car or doing something some, some foul play <laughs> it'll record uh, it'll record what's going on on the cameras if it senses somebody nearby all a little bit creepy but kind of fun to play with anyway so now today I'm doing a, what would be a standard drive I'm going to the city called Kamloops to do my Costco run now the the the, the map the GPS here is saying 77 kilometers or sorry 86 kilometers to get to Costco and uh, so this is going to be a good test I'll be uh, doing a drive here a good drive and I can see what kind of range and if the uh, energy efficiency I'm getting on this very typical drive now something I really like about this car is your ability to control the charge the charge level on the batteries and um, uh, something that's uh, one thing that's very healthy for your lithium-ion car battery is to not charge it to 100 uh, percent batteries uh, stay much more healthy when you run them around 60 to 80 percent 
In fact, I think 50% is like the choice, is the sweet spot for where you want to have your battery charged to on a lithium-ion battery. So the car allows you to set how much charge you want to bank up into the car battery. So uh, I use this feature all the time. So last night when I was preparing to go on this trip, I, I bumped my charge up to 80%. So uh, I'm, and then this car just draws the, pad, the, the, the power down. So at four o'clock in the morning, the charge was at 81%. And by the time I got into the car at 10 o'clock uh, to go uh, merrily on my way, <laughs> it's down to 79, it's 3% at last. So I don't know what the car is. Why? Where's all this energy going on this car? And like I said, a lot of the time I come out to the garage and the car is buzzing and whirring and fizzing and popping. Like, it's just like a little percolator <laughs> percolating along in the garage. And I don't understand why. What, what are you doing, car? Just go to bed. So, it's just weird. And now, I, also, in the time that I've owned the car, which is now about five days, has had two software updates. So what the, like, it's worse than Windows. Oh dear, I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to complain about the car again. Oh no. Well, anyway, on the good side of the car, I really have uh, sort of conquered the, the menu system, the laptop here. You know, we were out, we were driving home in the middle of the night on the weekend and it was pouring, effing pouring rain. We could not figure out how to turn on the wipers. Um, you can actually activate the wipers by hitting the button here on the, the, the blinker switch, the turn signal, but you can't adjust them. You, you, you have to go into the menu system to adjust them. I was looking all over the place. Where do I, I know I saw adjustments for the wipers. I want them to go slower, you know? Um, oh, that's right. There's a giant button here at the bottom of the screen that says wipers, so I just didn't see it. But, you know, this is kind of a, the frustration of this car. The most simple things you want to do is just like, now, where did I see that, right? The other thing I don't like too much is, is the, how it displays my energy consumption. I like to know, um, as I'm driving, how many kilowatts is my engine, is my motor drawing when I accelerate. And it, it, this, this, it shows you a very convoluted graph on the screen about your energy com consumption and I can't figure really figure out how many watts I'm drawing or it says there's a measurement of watt hours per kilometer but I want to know right now how many how much power am I pulling out of that out of these batteries when I floor it or right now I'm driving at 79 kilometers per hour and uh I don't know what I, I have, couldn't tell you what kind of energy I'm drawing. So, although it says I can go 187 kilometers on my battery charge. So that's, I suppose that's helpful. Um, but I want to know instant, instant economy, instant power draw. Not, not like, 
I think we think you're going to make it. Now just change. Now I have 350 kilometer. It went from 100 and whatever 40 kilometers, 78 kilometers range. Now I'm at 471 just by going down a hill. That's not helpful. Like, geez, geez, Louise. Now, let's let's put the computer aside. Like. Uh, let's talk about actually driving this car now listen when I was washing this car I got underneath it I was poking around I was looking at the suspension the suspension seems to be like uh, you can't see anything under there but I, I think it's like a four-point connection suspension to the wheel um, it's uh, it's hard to figure out exactly how the wheels are connected to the car, but I think it's it's pretty well done. I think it's like most cars have like three points where the wheel connects to the car: two on the bottom and one at the top. I think this the this car has a four-point connect, um, which which would explain why it feels so nicely rigid. And the car is only about five inches off the ground, so it's a very low riding car, and it has a wide stance. So, um, and then of course you have all the weight of the batteries distributed evenly front to back along the car. I'm going into, oh, here's some good corners here. Let's ramp it up, 108, 110 kilometers. And it just really settles into the corners. Like it's very calm. Uh, there's no surprises that it turns in really nicely like very you have very um, uh, positive control it's, it's uh, crisp and and immediate when you turn that wheel and you're you don't get a lot of weight um, the, the weight is not being thrown all over the place um, for instance, in the 911, where you have that heavy engine in the back, and you go into a corner, you do tend to get a lot of uh, weight bearing down on the outside uh, front wheel uh, of a turn. So you kind of need to be careful of that. In this car, it just seems just the, the very little body roll. It really handles remarkably well, like incredibly well. <laughs> so. Um, driving this car is really a lot of fun because you've got all this power underneath your foot pedal here and um, and it's really immediate when you want to accelerate you can accelerate and I, I'm not I mean I I'm not even working that hard it's it's uh, and it's very smooth so you know the drive the the actual driving of the car is very, very good. Um, so, you know, I, it, the more I drive it, the more I like it, I have to say. Although I still feel the steering wheel is very tiny. And I can't seem to get my steering wheel set up just the way I'd like it. And the other complaint <laughs> is the seats are short. So the seat bottom... I just feel like I'm gonna my it's too short I'd like to have a seat that was just a little bit longer like another two inches deeper I suppose front to back because my knees are 
hanging out over the seat and I'd like to have more support under the back of my knee um, so, so that I felt like I was actually sitting in a seat instead of sitting on a mushroom. So, um, but the seat back is good and there's a bolsters or a, a lumbar, there's a lumbar function in this seat so you can adjust it to get a pretty good comfort level. But the seat bottom is not long enough. I want that seat bottom to just be a little bit longer. Um, so uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have a good long trip here. I'm gonna drive the car. I'm gonna play around with all the features. I've been goofing around with this lane keeping. Like if I just if, oh that's a, that's a rumble strip. Never mind that. <laughs> if I drift out of my lane, the steering wheel shakes, and I've been using that a little bit, but I really find it annoying. Um, so I'm going to probably turn that off. Um, and then I, I've learned a little better about how to use the navigation system to determine how much range I need and how much range I'll have when I return. So I find that's quite helpful, the navigation system, to help determine, you know, how much power, how much should I charge my car for my next trip. And of course, everything can be done through the app, your iPhone or your Android app. If you decide in the middle of the night or before you go to bed that, oh, I got to go to uh, Kelowna, you know, 300 miles away, you can easily zip up the, the battery range charge and the car will be charged in the morning and ready to go. So um, I will drive this car today on this long trip, play around with the, uh, the auto drive and the active cruise control. And I'll probably talk a little more when I, uh, after I've gotten done my Costco run. All right, so please stand by. So I have driven the car for an hour. Did I did my Costco run? Got my groceries loaded. The trunk has a small opening, so makes it a little difficult to like you know at Costco they don't let you bring your box in at the moment because it could be contaminated with COVID so you have to load all your groceries out of your cart into the boxes in your car so uh, it was a small a minor challenge to you know play the Tetris game with the boxes and trying to load them into the trunk of this car um, so there's, that's a thing. Now I've been driving, I've been driving for the last, you know, an hour, 90 kilometers, about 60 miles. Um, sort of experimenting with the cruise control and the automatic steering, the uh, auto, uh, auto steer it's called. And, um... I have to say the like the auto steer is a little bit it's a bit of a gimmick it's a little weird because I kind of don't really trust it so when it's on I feel like I have to be extra vigilant <laughs> to make sure that I'm watching what it's doing so in some ways I'm not sure that it's much of a of a benefit the other thing you know, when I drive, I like to avoid the potholes and the lumps in the road. And, you know, when I go over a bridge deck, I look for the smoothest transition from the from the uh, pavement. 
to the bridge deck, you know, because there's usually a lump or a divot, and so if the auto steer is running, it doesn't care. The main concern is to be in the center of the lane, um, and so you, you know you, you end up going over some kind of rough roads, and it's really not very smooth because it's it's a little tentative when you start hitting these corners especially if you're doing a little bit faster uh, speeds like above uh, you know above 70 miles an hour 120 kilometers so um, when I do use the auto steer is when I want to concentrate on something else so if I was goofing around with the you know the laptop screen here or trying to look at settings and what have you um, then I would turn on the auto steer uh, and let the car do the driving. So it, it, you know, it has some minor benefit. But overall, uh, I'm, I think I'm still too nervous, and uh, I'll continue to experiment with it, and we'll see. We'll see how often I use it. Mr. Anderson was in the car, and I had it turned on, and he didn't like it at all. He was like, "This is too." Uh, too much relinquishing of control. He's as, he's nervous as it is with me driving. <laughs> so, with me not driving, it's even worse for him. So, uh, you know, it's a, a for me. I don't see there's a huge benefit to this auto steer. It's just more to worry about. Now, I will say I got the car up to about 100 miles an hour, 160 kilometers, and it really lightens up. It gets a little, a little too jittery. Um, it's uh, because it's because it's so very responsive on the wheel. Um, and up at 100 miles an hour, it's not, uh, you know, you don't want to be taking any sharp corners in this car. It just starts to feel a little light. It kind of lifts up from the the the, the what I would call a, a high pressure envelope underneath the body of the car. Um, so it sort of kind of rises up and hovers on its wheels rather than sucking down and uh, like like sucking down to the road at higher speeds. So. Uh, not a car that I really have a lot of confidence in at much higher speeds. At your standard, you know, 65, 75 miles an hour, uh, it's quite comfortable and it does the job just fine. But the steering is very responsive and, and I can adjust that. Uh, in fact, I think I'll bump my steering back down to as loose as possible uh, here. I just did that there on the screen. Um, so I'm st I haven't driven in this steering stiffness mode, which is loose. Uh, they call it comfort mode. Um, so we'll see. I'll try that for a little while. So just a little concerning because I loaded 80% of my battery to do this uh, uh, approximately 90 kilometer trip or 60 mile trip. And I used... Uh, about 38 percent 
well, actually, truly 35% of my battery to get to the Costco, the 60 miles, on the highway. It's all highway driving. So now my, uh, my guessometer is saying I'm going to have about 15, 1,5% of battery left when I get home. Uh, so it's a little bit of high consumption, I think. It's, uh, so what would I be getting if I, that, that was, that would be say 65% of battery used to do 120 miles on the highway. So, mm, not, uh. Not, not sure about not sure about how much I like that seems not as efficient as I had hoped um, so you know I'll have to think about that have to really investigate that and we'll see actually when I get back to the house exactly what my energy consumption was uh, but still you know as an electric car because we have to remember what the purpose of this electric car is. Um, it's uh, obviously it's able to do this this one this trip, which is a regular, normal, standard trip for me. So it's doing the job. It's quite comfortable, and uh, and the car is still uh, quite pleasurable and easy to drive. So it's been a relaxing drive. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying the car. So, so far, so far so good, Tesla. We don't have a name for the Tesla. I might have to run. Oh, so I don't know what's going on. It just shut down the cruise control. It just, what the hell? It's The cruise control, because I was near an exit, I think, the cruise control just completely turned off because it saw that exit, it must have gotten scared. And then uh, when we passed the exit, it accelerated back up to my cruise speed. <laughs> so there's, is that, that's like, that's a wacky thing. Why would it do that? And I'll have to see if there's, if I can turn, if there's a, some sort of a safety nanny feature on that I can turn off. Cause that's very unsettling. Why would it just all of a sudden decide to not to, to turn off the cruise control and and apply all the regenerative braking, very unsettling. So, so there's that. All right, so that's my second drive of the uh, 2020 Tesla Model 3 rear-wheel drive range. Uh, what is standard range plus? I got a guy tailgating me. Why are you tailgating me? Yeah, get in the lane and go around me. But yeah, the other thing is, when I had the auto steer on and I came up behind a vehicle in on this two-lane freeway that I'm on, um, I would signal to go around the vehicle, but I would have to steer, you know, steer into the other lane and the car didn't like that and it would terminate the auto steer. So when you are in auto steer mode, you can't, you can't pass people. You have, to, you have to assume control of the vehicle, complete your pass, and then reinitiate the auto steer. 
turn it on right now. I just turned it on. And when you do turn it on, and you're, I'm doing 110 kilometers an hour right now, uh, 65 miles an hour roughly, it, uh, you turn it on and it goes, oh, I'm not in the center of the lane, and it jerks over to the middle of the lane, which is only like four inches or so. But still, it's like, whoa, here we go, a little roller coaster ride. <laughs> so, I don't know, I don't know what to do about it. I know that, not really a huge fan of it, but it is very cutesy and gimmicky and uh, whatever. Whatever, Elon Musk. All right, this show is part of the Pride 48 Network where you can find uh, LGBTQ and LGBTQ-friendly podcasts at pride48.com. I am the Faye Driver. You can email me your car questions at podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com. Have a lovely day. Bye.